Welcome, everybody, to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and that there is... I'm just doing... You're the, I messing me up. Yeah, I am. Oh, by the way, so so Howard Tybal, all right? So it's Howard Tybal. What are we talking about today, Pete? You know, I look at this uh, episode as sort of the spiritual sequel to episode 75 from a few weeks back, right? I feel like we had this great conversation about organizations that are sort of crafting uh, their environment for change and what it takes to work with sort of an external provider. And and so much of that conversation has this kind of bent, uh, pent up feeling of, gosh, how can you create a better environment for leadership uh, in, in your own work? And you and I have had these conversations about the great Edgar Schein and about process consultation. I thought, what a great opportunity for us to, to, to have that conversation today. What do you think? I think it's an excellent idea, Pete. Let's, let's dive right into this, baby. Let's do it. I think that all of us have to be willing to step back uh, at the right time, not we're in the middle of getting the tactics done because we want to get to actions, we want to get to a work plan, and we, we, we need to get the work done. But don't underestimate how little you really understand the problem you think you understand. And, and the way to test that is to bring a small group of people together that you trust, describe the problem, describe what you think the solution is, articulate why you think it's important to solve it, and describe what vision looks like. And I'm telling you on the other side of that, you will have a much clearer sense of whether or not what you believe is the problem is really the thing that you want to focus on. And it will likely give you a broader perspective of how you want to address it. That is the core. That is the, actually at the heart. That's, that's the thing that I love most about this work is helping people get off this idea that they, you know, they're already downstream, but they can't answer some fundamental questions. And, and it's not like there's something wrong with them or they're not articulate or they're not, you know, really good thinkers and smart. It's that these are hard questions to answer. We've got to give ourselves a break and just recognize it is hard to answer the question, why is it important for us to address this? It should give you pause. But if you can't answer that, you might not be solving a problem worth solving. Oh, that's really good. That's a funny thing, you know, when you boil it all I, down. Yeah, I, that is, that was good, wasn't it? Who said that? <laughs> somebody tweet that. Uh, th- this this whole idea that, you know, bringing in somebody from the outside, one of the core functions is uh, that, uh, you know, bringing somebody in from the outside allows you to observe from a distance, get a better understanding of the problem, and speak truth to power. Everything else becomes mechanics. And so so let's talk about this a little bit further. Uh because people, you know, I, you know, I do a lot of public speaking, and people, and I, and I'll articulate ideas like this, and some people will go, you know, that's a good thing for me to remember. And much of this is common sense. Uh, some of it is a different way of thinking, but much of it's common sense. But the the dilemma with common sense is when we're stressed and we're overworked, or we've, we've taken on too much, common sense flies out the window. But mm-hmm. fundamentally, I believe that this stuff can be learned. And it can be learned if you have a willingness to step back from what you think your role is, right? If your role, if you think your role is to show everybody that 
you know what you're doing. Think about that for a second, right? You know, we step into in front of a group. You know, we're the we're the chief business officer, and we're in front of faculty. Well, we better show them that we understand finance. Well, guess what? That's not going to help you make the change. What's going to make the change is that you show them what you more interested in is learning what their concerns are. There is a, there should be a very simple assumption that you're good at what you do, period, that you, that you understand the basics of your job. But if we're going to make change, we have to do things like start by accessing our ignorance, right? This is a principle from process consultation. Be willing to enter a conversation without an answer, and to recognize that we really don't know how to solve this. And if you start from that position, you will be demonstrating more interest in learning than telling people how much you know. That is a fundamental problem we have, uh, I think, as we, as we get into our career, is that many of us don't want to be found out that we don't know everything. Yeah. And what I'm telling you is give that up sooner than later. Because Don't the truth wait. is we, we already assume that of each other. Yeah. Right? I we, mean, we assume right. that we don't know. That, that You know, when I look at people I work with, I know that are talented people. They're smart people. Uh, I, I assume they don't know everything. So why should they assume that about themselves? Why should they? So that's a great question. Why should they? So why should they why, assume why that, they, do do that? that they have to, to show heirs uh, as if they, you know, they do know everything? Right. So even with, you know, you and me, uh, do I expect you to have all the answers? No, yeah, but I yeah, do need you. Actually, I do. Yeah. yeah that's it, different. It's completely different. No, actually, what I really expect of you in, in your helping with sort of spreading a message, and I mean, these podcasts are, are wonderful, but it, the broader, you know, the website, the social media, all of that, what I expect you is to be engaged. I don't expect you to have all the answers. As a matter of fact, if you have the answers going in, that means you're not even asking questions. Right. I'm not interested in answers. I'm interested... And, I, and every once in a while, this hits me. We need to find a way to keep questions open. You know, what does it mean to keep a question open? Here's a good question. How are we going to increase our internal competency? Uh, let, let's say that you're an institution and you want to keep getting better, you know, this continuous improvement idea. You know, so we create all of these mechanisms to put uh, – uh, to be able to do uh, – process improvement in, in place and thinking that that's the answer. No. What's more important is that we leave that question open. Are we, are we improving? How do we continue to improve? And it is a process that you're never going to get to the end point. Uh, because if you, if you stop asking the question, if all you do is answer the question, you are no longer looking for ways to improve. You've got the answer, right? And I'm telling you, it's a, it's like peeling the, the the image I always refer to in my mind. It sort of comes in there is this idea of peeling the skin of an onion, right? There's another layer, and and, and each layer is another question. Each layer is not another answer. 
Right. You know, so so the principle that I bring my work to. Now, you know, if you're sitting out there and you're saying that's great for you, Howard, but I got a board who want me to give, the, who need me to give the answers. I got a board meeting, and I'm the chief business officer, and I have to come in there and give them some answers. Okay, so give them some answers, but don't forget that there's opportunities to tell the truth about where you don't have answers, and here is where we need to engage with you, Board of Trustees, around some really important open questions. Too that's, often, yeah, we, we walk—right, go ahead. Well, no, no, that was, I was just going to say, that is a really great, great point, and particularly in that context of presenting to a high-level or board-level leadership team-level uh, group that demands or expects some sort of answers, uh, the opportunity to give the answers as we know it, but always follow up with more and more meaningful questions makes yes. for, for a much more valuable exchange, or at least an opportunity for exchange, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's another reason why. Often the answers we give is or are ideas that help people around us have confidence that we're moving in the right direction, but we're not there. You know, if you've got a, it, let's just take a, you know, obviously a higher example of, let's say that you're trying to discuss the whole tension between tuition increase and financial aid and the right mechanism. And, and, you know, the, the and we want to have a strategy for that. Clearly you have to put a line in the stand and say, this is what we're going to do. But to have the right kind of conversation there, it has to include stepping back and then saying, where is this consistent with our mission? Can we tell the story about how we're going to either freeze tuition, lower tuition, increase tuition in the context of where we are uh, in the marketplace? And, and why is it important for us to engage even in this conversation? I got to tell you something. Too often, see that question. If I just said that in front of a board, most CBOs would never ask that. Pre business officers would never ask. Why is it important for us to engage in this? Because it comes off like everybody in the room should know the answer, but they mm -hmm. don't. And and but why why the, don't they? It's because they are making assumptions around the state of the industry. Uh, others are doing this. We should just do it. I mean, what is it? They don't have the answer because these are tough. These are tough choices. Right. So so my point here is that it is more than it is more than okay. We have to be willing to uncover these assumptions we make about what we think everybody collectively already agrees to. When I say to a group, why is it important for us to have a clearly defined and and shared financial aid tuition strategy. If I was to add, if I was to go around to a couple of trustees and answer, those the answers that they would give would uncover our understanding of the problem. And I think we don't ask that question because we think it it is either patronizing or it suggests that we don't know something that we should know, or we're asking something that's so incredibly obvious that why should we ask it? But I'm telling you, I ask so many questions in groups that appear on the surface to be so incredibly obvious, and then when the answers come out, people end up engaging in a really important conversation. 
Because it turns it ha- out they didn't have the answers after all. It has that, it has to do with unspoken assumptions. Right. Right? right. So this is a this is a technique. Ask you know if you're listening to this, when the next time you find yourself leading a discussion. Ask questions around the assumptions that you're making, and I'm telling you, you're going to discover that the assumptions you're making about what people think are not entirely correct. And by by getting those assumptions on the table, then you can engage in the direction you want to go. There's a there's an you know it's a, it's part of an interesting process in terms of of you know group dynamics and uncovering the sort of unconscious fear in a group for speaking up or and when you stop and you step back and you say you know what is truth what is fact right we can go on the philosophical discussion about truth and is there really a, a truth but the bottom line is once you uncover the few usually there are just a few factors that determine what the current state of affairs is and everything else is built on assumptions that we've internalized we've created ourselves yeah so that's great i love that distinction of fact versus um here are the facts as we know and, and here are some assumptions that we're making and if you literally just took a piece of paper out in front of the room and you said, let's have on the left-hand side all of our facts. Yeah. And then on the right-hand side, what are our assumptions? Man, would that help you deconstruct the problem even further? And and the only reason to do that is if you're willing to recognize your job is to not have the answers. Your job is to help a group or the people you have influence over engage in the problem or the opportunity. It, it, it has everything to do with this idea of sharing the problem, not answering the problem. You know, when you don't, when you, I, I am very cognizant of how, what I know, and I'm very aware of what I don't know. And, the, and, and I'm willing to err on the side of that I know less than I think I know, because what it does is it it produces greater engagement, even if I have the answer. I will go out of my way to not give the answer, because I know once I give it, it shuts down the conversation. Right, right. Uh, that that ends up being, I think, one of the key um, elements to uh, being able to transition to, you know, this model of uh, I own the process to I am part of the solution. Um, yeah. I, I don't know everything. I'm coming to it with this sort of whole heart. I don't know the answer. I need the brain trust. I need the community to get through this problem. And uh, what you just said, if you're an internal person— you have to work hard to take on that point of view because there is so much pull around you that when you step into a room with your colleagues that you have to have an answer, that you have to be an expert in your area. And what I'm telling you is you can go down that path and keep proving to yourself and others how much you know, or you can see yourself more as a... Uh, a champion or a change agent, and you don't have anything to prove. That's right. a tough one. And, and I'll tell you, this has to do with, you know, being in the workforce and doing my own thing for 28 years. It's taking me a long time to get to that place. And obviously, when you're new in your career, you do have something to prove. You know, and, that, and, and so I recognize that. But I'm telling yeah. you, most of us take longer than we have to 
to give that up and be willing to say, you know what, my my value here is not what I know, but what I can produce in others. I think that is a, a beautiful way to frame it and to frame this ongoing conversation. Obviously, there's much more to talk about, but I think it's a great way to, to wrap this particular chapter up. You? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I was just to summarize a, a couple of things to give people some, you know, where they can go with this. One thing to explore if you're interested is, you know, pick up the pick up the book Process Consulting Revisited by Edgar Schein and just read a little bit about where where he's coming from and this idea of being a guide versus an expert and this idea of uh seeing yourself as helping others versus having to have the answers and find ways to share the problem as opposed to having the answers. Uh, there, there is a lot, even if you went on the web and you just looked up Edgar Schein and process consultation, mm-hmm. you'll get some great insights into a way of thinking that even if you're internal, it could be an incredible thing. You, you will then come off very different around people in terms of leading projects. So, you know, that's, that's the last thing I would tell people is, is just find ways to educate yourself about how to make that shift from having to be an expert to, to having to guide others and to be collaborative. Uh, as you say, that is a that is a challenging thing to do, particularly if you are on the new end of being an employee. But I I can't think of a more valuable professional and personal growth objective than figuring that out. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. That's right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and I will put the uh, links to Shine's book and uh, his bio over at MIT Sloan. And uh, you know there are lots of different resources. I'll try and collect some of those and put them in the uh, in the show notes, which you can find at tybelink.com. You can subscribe to the show for free. There's a little button that says subscribe in iTunes. Uh, you can download the show to your iPhone or your iPad or listen to it right on the computer, whatever you uh, whatever you like. And and we do hope if you find this uh, of uh, relevance to what you are doing, that you will share it with your friends and colleagues. And and uh, um, you know let's see if we can get this conversation going a little bit about yeah uh, absolutely you, you know, i'd like to see that yeah about broadening some of these tools that we have to to make us better problem solvers internally uh, great i think that's it howard tybel you can find him you know you should tweet him at howard tybel on twitter i'm at pete wright we'd love to hear from you if you have thoughts or ideas for future conversations you'd like to see come out of navigating change please share otherwise we'll see you next week on navigating change the podcast from tybel inc